It's the second Sunday of Easter here at Good Shepherd Catholic Church in State College, Pennsylvania. The date is April 12, 2015. Today's readings come from Acts chapter 4, verses 32 through 35, as well as John chapter 5, verses 1 through 6. The Gospel proclamation comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Today's homily is given by Father Charlie Amershack. The following passage from the Acts of the Apostles paints an ideal picture of what life in Christian community can be. See if you think this ideal community sounds like Good Shepherd Parish. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned land or houses sold them and bought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage taken from the first letter of John, we are taught that our belief in Christ Jesus enables us to conquer the world with him. A reading from the letter of St. John. Beloved, Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God and when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, For whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is the truth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. On the evening of that first day of the week, When the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. 
And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger into the nail marks, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Now a week later, his disciples were again inside, and Thomas was with them. Jesus came, although the doors were locked, and stood in their midst and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands, and bring your hand and put it into my side, and do not be unbelieving, but believe. Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you come to believe because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples that are not written in this book. But these are written that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through this belief you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. He was Scottish, and he was an atheist. And on a beautiful day like today, he went to the lake to do some fishing. And the day was going along beautifully until, until the Loch Ness Monster rises up out of the water, lifts up his boat, and throws it in the air. So there's this Scottish atheist looking down and recognizing he's crashing into the lake. And this Scottish atheist looks up and says, Oh God, help me! And the voice from heaven says, why are you asking me? I didn't even, I didn't think you believed in me. And the Scot plummeting down says, give me a break, God. Five minutes ago, I didn't believe there was a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> I see the disciples locked in the upper room. I see them locked in a sense of being God-forsaken. Do you know that feeling? God-forsaken. We remember those faces that hung in our church through the Lenten season. They were locked in fear. They were locked in the fear that the Jewish leaders who had tortured and crucified their friend, their Lord, 
would come after them and they would experience the same terrible death. They were locked in fear. They were locked in anger. Can you imagine how angry they were with Judas for what he did in handing Jesus over? They were angry with the cruelty of the Roman torture. How could Rome do this to anybody? How could anyone be so cruel to another person? Yes, they were locked in anger. And they were locked in sadness. The sadness that their dear friend was taken away from them. The sadness that the one in whom they had come to believe was no longer with them. Was this poor man, this Jesus, who was so cruelly tortured and murdered, could this really be God's son? Could this really be the Messiah, the anointed one of God? Locked in the upper room, locked in anger and fear and sadness, he comes in their midst. I love that about the Gospels. Jesus doesn't stand on, on top of a step. He, he, he doesn't climb a ladder. He stands in the midst of his followers. And he says, peace. Now when the scriptures use the word peace, shalom, it doesn't just mean, well, we're not fighting anymore. My husband and I aren't arguing today. There's peace. My teenage daughter doesn't get tired of me nagging at her. There's peace. He came and gave them the gift of God's presence. They were not God forsaken. They were God embraced. Peace. It means God is with you. God fills you up. But then we come to Thomas. Where is he that first Easter night? I, all the other guys are there. Why is Thomas not there? I'm thinking that his son had little league practice. And his manager said, if you miss a practice, you can't play. So Thomas's son would never miss a practice. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But he doesn't see the risen one. When he makes that statement, I want to put my finger in his nail marks. I want to put my hand in his side. And he wants proof. He wants proof so that he can believe that Jesus is indeed alive. What we notice about that proof, what we notice about that experience, it happens in the church community, doesn't it? Doesn't, doesn't appear by himself. Jesus, the risen one, is alive in the church community. 
who are gathered in prayer. Isn't that the way it happens for us? We meet the risen Christ in the gathering of the church. We meet the risen Christ in, in the warmth with which we greet one another. In the concern we speak to those we know who, who are having a tough time. We meet the risen Christ in a smile that is real. We meet the risen Christ in people whom we know care about us and we care about them. The risen Christ lives in the church. We meet the risen Christ in the word of God. This word which speaks directly to our hearts if we let it. If we let this word have its power, this word can change our lives. We meet the risen Christ in the word. Certainly we have come to meet the risen Christ in the broken body and blood of the Eucharist. There is something so special about this meal. If we approach it with any sort of awareness, the meal we share at this table can fill us with peace, the presence of God. We're not locked in the room. We're not locked in sadness or anger or fear. Instead, we are filled with peace, filled with the presence of God. And instead of being paralyzed by fear, you and I come alive in the risen one. We learned with him to do the dance of life. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information about our church, including upcoming events, please visit us online at goodshepherd-sc.org.